want you to talk to God. Lord, it is time for me to consume your word. It is time for me to consume your word. Father, as I consume the word right now, Father, speak to me. Talk to God that God should speak to you. And while you are consuming the word, as you absorb it, Lord, let it nourish my body. As you absorb it and you are storing it, that God, whatever I'm going to have now and store, Father, I pray that it will nourish my system, physically, spiritually. It will lift my spirit up in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray to God. We've had the testimony here from Brother Peter. And we are using that as our prayer point. That Lord, it is time for me to receive from you to, to consume. And I will absorb. And I will store. Lord, whatever I hear today from this pulpit, I shall make use of it. I shall make use of it for your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rebook every spirit that may not allow you to consume it properly. Rebook every spirit that may want to divert your attention. That God Almighty, it is now the time for you. Whatever I'm hearing from here, whatever I consume, whatever I absorb, whatever I store, shall be to your glory for your utilization in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, come and speak your word. Feed us your word yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. You know the path that we are going to make use of it. Father, minister to us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to see your presence here. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hand together for Jesus. Please be seated. Uh, what are they going to talk about you? In another few years, we can't be here for long. Many of us will leave. Brother Peter left here, according to him, 2004. A child of that time, maybe we can say the child might be ready to get married as well. So he has left a long time back. But to the glory of God, he's standing here sharing his testimony. Because whatever he has consumed here, whatever he has absorbed in bread of life, whatever that he has stored, he has digested it, he has made use of it, and he has shared the testimony here. And I pray that when your own time comes, don't think that I will never come back to a man. You can come back. And when you come, whosoever is here that time also, you might be given an opportunity to share your testimony. And I pray that you will have good testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Many of us, we are born through Christianity, as Brother Peter has shared here. He's from a Christian home, and uh, he has passed through Sunday school, or maybe Friday school, as part of this uh, particular area. But many of us, we pass through Sunday school in our younger age. And uh, there are a lot of stories in the Bible that each time, maybe when you remember those stories, you just smile. How wonderful it used to be. Uh, and for some of us, we don't have that opportunity of having the Friday school because maybe we get converted at uh, adult age. Now, today I want to go back to one of the stories that I loved so much when I was in Sunday school. So, and please listen attentively. And um, before I go into that, many people are passing through many challenges, through many things that we are going through. But believe the solution it's right with you. But because you are not taking a proper step, 
That is why sometimes it's difficult for you. Yes, this is what uh, my solution is. A right step in the right direction will provide much needed solution for you. So, I want to talk about the story in the second king, chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. I will title this message, Defeating the Odds Through the Supernatural. Defeating the Odd Through the Supernatural. That is taken from the second king, verse 1 to 7. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servants fear the Lord, and, credits and creditors have come, are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what shall I, you have, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservants has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just few. When you have come in, you shall shut the door behind your sons and pour out into those vessels set aside the full ones. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her sons, Bring me other vessels. And he said to her, There are no other vessels. So the oil ceased. Then came the man of God and said to her, Go, sell the oil, pay your debtors, and you and your sons live on the rest. Amen? Praise God. In this text, two things we can see from here, from that family that we have just read about. Financial, uh, three things now. This family is in a financial, spiritual, and physical situation. That is what we can see from that story. And in the story, when you go in deeper, when you um, analyze it, you will see that there is a debt in the family. And there is a debt that could not be paid. And there is a future slavery also. And in overall, there is a horrible situation that needs urgent attention. That is just a summary of the whole thing. All that the woman in the story needs is solution and victory towards that terrible situation that she found herself. Now, let's go through the scripture, uh, through it one by one. And we all know Matthew 7, 7, Matthew 7, verse 8. We can see from this story that we have just read that this is the uh, practical uh, Practicing the principle of Matthew 7, 7 and uh, up to Matthew 7, 8. Because the, it says, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find, and knock, it will be opened. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who speaks, seek, find. And to him who knocks, 
it will be open. This is just the principle that this woman applied. So, the story that we've just read is about a poor widow who is passing through challenges. But she was not keeping it to herself. She directly took action towards the solution. She spoke out, she seek, and she find. And she found from what we have just read. So, Sometimes we pass through various types of difficult situations and we tend to keep to our shell. Whatever you are passing through, always speak out. Especially to people that can help you. Speak out. Don't keep things to yourself. And that is why this story, I'm bringing it back to you. And there are some lessons to be learned from there. The lesson from this story shows that once you open up to God, He's ready to listen to you. Once you open up, He's ready to deliver you in that trouble that you have. What is the first lesson in this story? Ask for what you need. That is the first story. Ask for what you need. Verse 1, brother. Verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons and the prophet and of the prophets cried to Elisha. He, she cried. He, she cried to Elisha. That what? Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Now, in the act of desperation, this woman went to the prophet for help. And ask for what she need. She knew there would be no mercy by the creditor that are coming. They are going to take the two sons away. And that is why she has taken that uh, uh, action, uh, action by going to the prophet. The prophet of God. So because if the prophet, uh, if the creditor is not getting what he's being owned, he's going to take the children away. And this will... Uh, double the problem for her. Because no matter what it is, as far as those children, the sons, are with him, they will help her. But if she's unable to pay, these children will be taken away. So what could be more helpless than such a poor widow in that time? From the, what you have just read, she has no she has no trade and uh, she is not a professional like modern women, what we are seeing these days. She had her children to care for and had no money. And she is facing disaster. But she came to God through his prophet and God showed the way out. She recognized her problem on time. She foresee it. She knew that there would be trouble for her in the future if action is not taken. That is why she has taken that action immediately. Brethren, for you to fit every other situation, you need to recognize that challenges that you are facing. You need to recognize that situation, that tough situation that you are facing. And not recognizing it alone, you need to take steps. You might not take similar steps you are taking. 
Going on your knee, praying to God, crying unto God, is a step. Sharing your problem or your situation with man of God is a step. Ask for what you need. It may be through prayer. It may even be through counseling. You might be counseled. You might be counseled. So, and solution may come. So, let's follow the story and see what happened. The second thing is that work with what you have gotten. Work with what you have gotten. Verse 2. Verse 2. So, Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservants have nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Now, we have similar question in Mark 10, verse 51. We all know the story. When Jesus Christ asked that blind man, what do you want to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. But in this case, two questions. Two questions were asked simultaneously. And the questions are, what can I do for you? And for the prophet to ask that question, what can I do for you, shows that she is ready to help her. He is ready to assist her. Although the first question from I read and read and read, I can't see her answering that question. And the Bible did not detail how she responded to that question. But the man of God did not give her the enough time to respond before asking the second question. By saying, maybe she might have responded with hand sign or with sign to the man of God. But she, the second question followed. What do you have in the house? Somebody has come that someone is coming to take my son away. And you are asking, what do you have in the house? If it is today's word, a question will follow. Hey, pastor, is that what I'm asking you? We ask questions these days. Question will follow. But because the woman knew what God can do for, for her. So when the question, what do you have? in your house was asked. It is an interesting question. Because whatever you have in the house is enough for God to perform what he will do. That is the conclusion that I have. I reply simply say nothing with condition. Nothing but some oil. So that means she was not even looking into the oil as something significant. Because the question says, what do you have in the house? The answer should have been oil. But she said nothing. That means that oil itself, she's looking at it that it's just a very insignificant uh, thing that she's talking about. So, in defeating the oil through the supernatural, brethren, what you have in you is enough. It might be your talent. It might be when I say talent now, you may know how to sing. By appreciating God, by singing to God, God can bless you through that. 
It might be some other things that God has given you. You might know how to give out. It's a gift. It's what you have. God will use what you have for his glory. At any time, he will use it for his glory. So, brethren, we need to work with what we have. God, we, we, we need to work with what we have with God so that wonderful thing can begin with us in Jesus' name. Because when you work with what you have with God, he gives hope that surpasses any understanding. When you work with what you have with God, he provides in a way that is that you yourself, you, you'll be thinking, is it not just this small thing? Maybe you know how to give. You give what you have and it begins to expand. So when you work with what you have, believe me, it will multiply with sincerity. Work with what you have with God. And God, Almighty God, will surprise you in Jesus' name. Let us divide a little. If you see, we have people work with what they have in the scripture. Example, a boy gave his lunch Jesus Christ, two bread, five bread and uh, two fishes. At the end of the day, they went away with... Uh, so, if you see that story, they went away with 12 baskets of leftover. So, that is a story for us to, to remember. God will never do anything halfway when you walk with him wholeheartedly. He will, he will surprise you. You need to give rooms for whatever you have for God to work in your life. His presence will help you to, to get whatever you are targeting in Jesus' name. So, like I said, let's look at some things, people that have worked with what they have in the scripture and see exactly what has happened. There's a story in the, in the book of George George chapter 3, verse 31. I will just read from here. And in this, there is only one verse that talks about this man in the scripture. George 3, I think verse 31. After him was Shamgal, the son of Anad, who killed 600 men of the Philistine with an horse guard, and he also delivered Israel. This man, Shamga, is one of the major, or one of the minor judge. Very little is said about him in the scripture. Very little. This is an interesting thing there. He walked with what he had. His weapon was an ox guard, which is a stick used to guide the oxen, but not a weapon. It is a farm tool also. And this means that that man might have been in his farm when that happened. So it doesn't matter where you are. What, wherever you may be, at that point in time, walk with what God has given unto you. This man from the story, we could see that, yes, he's a farmer because the, it says that uh, he used that uh, um, ox goat to achieve whatever he has achieved. That means Shankar lived in a farm. 
Shamgar started to deliver Israel from right where he was. Like I said, the lesson confirmed to us that God uses people with limited resources. If God wants to help you, he can use that limited resources that you have. So, defeating the all true supernatural, the Lord has given each and every one of us sufficient ability to overcome that odd situation in our life. But we need to take step. We need to know that, yes, this is what God has given. What God has given me and is using for me might not be the same thing that God is using for you. Amen? You have your own capacity. I have mine. So don't think that because God has used oil for that woman, now you are thinking the situation you are is to go to Lulu and buy all the oils there. It may never work. Believe me. It may never work for you. So whatever the ability, whatever the, that God has given unto you, please, you make use of it. One thing is that you need to identify what God has done for you. There are many stories, like I said, in the scripture. The only person that can fail in life, because a blind man, we have seen that a blind man succeeds, man without legs succeeds, um, without sight, without anything, they have succeeded. You know who cannot succeed? Do you know? Do you want to know? A man without head. If you don't have head, you cannot succeed. As long as you have head, believe in God that it will be sorted out. And may God bless us in Jesus' name. So, most of the things we are facing as a Christian is that we, sometimes we want to exercise the gift that we don't have. There are many of us we can talk from morning to evening. There are some people that are so quiet. The somebody that is quiet may not think that, okay, let me go and talk like him. He may not succeed. That quietness might be what will bring peace to the world. That quietness might be what people will look at and yes, this man, upon all the trouble that he faced, he still remained quiet. Upon what they are doing to him in the office, he never gets annoyed. He still remains quiet. Use your own gift. Stay, stand where you belong to. So what is that thing that you are thinking of that is of no value? When you look at the answer of that woman, she said nothing except oil. But oil. She thought that oil is not, is, uh, maybe the oil is valueless. So brethren, like I said, that little thing you have is enough for God to help you. When God said to Moses, what is that thing in thy hand? And Moses said, a rod. And that stick become the rod of God. We all know the story. That could bring plague to Egyptians for that time. That could become a serpent before Pharaoh. That could open, that, rod, that same rod become open and closed. You know why that rod become open and closed? He opened the sea and he closed the sea. Whatever you have, God can make use of it. Amen? And that same rod bring water out of the rock. That is what Moses had. Samson is another example. Jawbone of an ass and killed 1,000 Palestine, the enemy of Israel. So, I don't know what you are having. 
I don't know what God is laying your hand at. As I speak to you now, you keep asking yourself, what did I even ask? I don't have anything. There should be that but there. You don't have anything but this. You may not have a physical thing. You may have something spiritually that God is telling you. Walk with this with God and you will overcome every all situation in your life in Jesus' name. Now, let's go back to the story. I think I've diverted a little bit. You need to expand what you have. You need to do what? You need to expand what you have. When we are very young, we all know Kodak film. Kodak film, everybody is talking about them. But at a point, this digital something came up. Nobody is talking about them. But today, I'm sure that they have also expanded the technology over what they have. Whichever position you are, you need to work on what you have. You need to expand it. Verse 3, brother. Verse 3. Yes. Then he said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere and from your neighbors, empty vessels, and do not gather just few. Condition is added here. The man of God asked her, go to your neighbors. Whether you are talking to them or you are not talking to them, go and borrow. Don't just borrow few. Don't just do what? Borrow few. When Brother Peter was sharing here, he said, when you consume, you absorb, then you store. The storage, I, what came to my mind, the storage is not this, our uh, belly or tummy. It is the brain. If you allow your brain to store as many as possible, it will be there, it will register there, you will never forget. If you are not ready to expand this brain, whatever you consume, as I talk to you now, you are consuming it. Sometimes some people, as it's going out from the right side, is pumping from this side. It shall never be your portion in Jesus' name. When, for those of us that are dealing with computers, when we talk about the giga or whatever they call it, the storage, the capacity of your computer, let your expand what you have here. When you expand that, believe me, brothers and sisters, you will have enough space to store that word. Sometimes they have said here that a man is like a filling station. You fill yourself with the word of God and go. Then you dispense. Brother Peter was dispensing in southern Tamil, as he said here. He shared the testimony. I don't know where you are going to dispense your own. It might be not Korea. God can take you to anywhere. To go and dispense. Whatever you have. May God help us in Jesus' name. So God is looking for dispenser. Amen? So the man of God told her, go and borrow. And, what the, and he said, don't just few. Don't just little. As many that you can borrow. So God wants empty vessels. And plenty of them from you. Empty vessel. God need it. We might have stored some things here that we need to delete immediately. So that we can have more capacity to store what we'll be sharing in the future when we leave this place. You can even share it here. God wants to, want you to expand what you have. He wants empty vessel 
Many of them. Now, let me go back to the story. Elisha said to the troubled widow, go borrow the vessels to Logica, an unbeliever mind. It will appear silly, like I said. You say, why do I need to go and borrow? What is the significance of that to what I'm talking to you? Children these days, they ask too many questions. Sometimes it's good as they ask questions. But this woman never asked questions because she already believed that, yes, God is going to surprise her. So for those who get help from God, must provide empty vessels. If you really want to hear what we are talking on this pulpit, you need to empty what is here so that there will be enough space. So, and when you empty it, you need to expand it. So, for the poor widow to go and appeal to her neighbors that she might borrow empty vessel, a lot of things might have happened. Now, let me illustrate it this way. Like he said, hello, Mrs. Benson. May I borrow all the vessel or container you, you can spare me? Okay, let's assume that uh, she has a very good neighbor that is ready to borrow. I say, okay, what type do you have? Okay. I would like to borrow the one for the wheat, the one for the attar flower, the one for the semolina, the milk bucket, I want to borrow it. Even your yogurt jug, I want to borrow it. What about the syrup cup? Do you have the syrup bucket you have? I want to borrow it. You have water dispenser in the home? Or you have a drum? I want to borrow it. Anything that you can even give out, I want to borrow it. I'm sure the neighbor will say, Sister, are you going through some challenges? What is your problem? What do you want to do with this? Question will come. So this type of question might have arised that time. That why do you need this? And sincerely, she might say that, okay, the man of God asked me to borrow because I have little oil at home. Many of them will laugh at her. Say, what kind of foolishness are you talking about? Somebody asks you to go and borrow. Just to go and borrow. And you are keep coming. Believe me, the woman, that woman in that story, she must be a good woman. Because the Bible never recorded that she, she was unable to borrow. So the question here is that what is your relationship with your neighbors? Is it your neighbor that whenever you see yourself, you don't even say hello? One thing I like in Oman is that when you pass through people, they greet you. Salam alaikum. That always be there. They greet you. That show a very good environment. In my neighborhood, they greet me. I greet them. So what kind of relationship are you established within your neighborhood that when you need help and you go to them without thinking of it and they will open their house for you? Amen? Because the Bible never said that these are his church, these are a church member or a group saying neighbor. You don't live with only people that belong to your group. You live among different kind of people. Believer, unbelievers. If it, are, if it is like that now, from the day of old, it will also be like that. So, but she took that pain or whatever they said. She borrowed everything that they may have. Do you know that she was borrowing this based on her faith? Last week, Brother Ken was sharing here about what faith can do for us. 
Because she believed that God is going to surprise her. That she's ready to defeat this odd through enemies of supernatural. So, she had faith in God. And not just in God, even if she believed the prophet as well. So, as the Bible recorded, the boy gathered all the verses they could find in neighborhood. Sometimes, you may live in Rui. Your neighborhood can extend to Sib. It's still neighborhood. It's still neighborhood. To me, it's only when you cross the Arabic Ocean, Arabic Sea, that you have jumped over the fence. The entire Muscat is still your neighborhood. Amen? So, the boys now gather all what God supplied for them, whatever they can borrow. And the only limitation from that scripture, which we will come to that, is um, the amount, the number of uh, vessels they have borrowed. Verse 4, brother. Verse 4. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, and then pour it into the, all those vessels and set it aside, the ones full. So we are the one who place limits on God. God will give us his presence, help and blessing as we make room for him. Like I said, if the boys, I will come to that verse later, brother. If the boys have borrowed 10 more, because there is something in one of the verses there. Immediately they confirm that there is no longer empty vessel. And what happened? The all cease. If they have borrowed 10 more, that 10 will still be filled. If it is 100 more, it will be still be filled. If it is 1,000 more, it will still be filled. If it is 100,000 or millions, it will continue to flow. I pray that the source of your joy shall never dry up in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. It is a very good source that God has given them the, the spring. God established the spring of blessing in that home at that point. There is no control. The only control is for the woman to be pouring it in the, in the, in, in the empty vessels. And the only thing that can stop it is when there is no longer empty vessel. So the boy gathers the can and the limit that, uh, I mean to say the, uh, the amount of room you make for God, that is how God is going to bless you in Jesus' name. When, like I said in my Friday, in my Sunday school time, when we ask, our teacher will ask us, how do you want God to bless you? When you do like this, they say no. You have to do like this. So that means you are making a, 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 enough room. I remember we were told, in that sort of even doing like this, just make V. Then it goes this way. It becomes very big. May God bless us in Jesus' name. So the need of this woman was met miraculously because God's storage home was right in their home. When Brother Matthew is sharing testimony, work with logistics, they supply. They are taking supply there. In this case, there was, the, supply is source, the source of that supply is right there in, in the woman's house with instruction, close your eyes, no, in, no interruption, no divert of attention. So, brethren, what am I saying here is that you need to enlarge your coast. You need to enlarge your coast. 
That is one lesson we can see from there. Isaiah 54 verse 2 says, Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare length. Do not spare. Lengthen your cord and strengthen your stake. Brethren, you have an area, you have been an area champion or local champion in your domain for too long. It is time for you to extend, to expand, to expand your, your coast. And don't remain where you are. Take a step further and God will expand you in the mighty name of Jesus. So it is all about Jesus. Walk to him in prayer. Walk to him and he's going to surprise you. And that all those, all things, what you are thinking is not possible. In a miraculous way, God will surprise you in the mighty name of Jesus. So the miracle is behind closed door as we have heard from verse 4. The miracle work of faith was not to be seen by outsider at the the beginning. That's why the man of God said, close your doors. So that's, and she followed it. And the oil feed, I will call it oil feed now. For those in the oil industry, they know what oil, I'm not in oil industry. When they are in the oil feed, it will just be pumping out. So the oil feed was established in that woman's home. And it began to pour. Because the hand of God is in it. This is a supernatural way. The kind of oil feed that God has for you, God will show you the direction in the mighty name of Jesus. So, now, let's go back to the story. When all was ready, the vessel had been borrowed from neighbors and the door was shut. And as some prepare to bring her vessel for filling one after the other. Now, let, I want you to imagine the, the scene. Because the future of this boy, their destiny is attached to this. They can become slaves if they are not able to pay. So the outcome of whatever they are going to do that very day has to do with them, to their destiny and future. That is why they gave maximum cooperation to their mother. Maximum support. And I pray that your children will always give you support that require in the mighty name of Jesus. So, the, I'm, I'm sure the mother's heart, she might be afraid. Would that be? Would that not be? What is going to happen? Even at the beginning of turning the hall, the hand might be shaking. The hand might be shaking. That will it happen or will it not happen? But as she continues, she continues to feel it. Bring me more. They are bringing. She's feeling. And they are putting aside. As Bible recorded it. Bring more. Bring more. They are calling. They were giving. They were, and she was pouring it into all the vessel that was given to her. I'll read up to verse 6, brother. Verse 6? No, now, from f- 5. Read five. 5 also. Okay. So when... So she went to him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her sons, bring me other vessels. Bring me another vessel. That means they were there. She was just giving instruction because this one is full. Bring me another one. Yes. And he said to her, there are not other vessels. So the oil ceased. Can you see? Because there was, because the boy said there was no any other vessel. 
And what happened? God closed the tap and he ceased. So the more room you make for the blessing of God, the more rooms that you make for God to resolve that issue of yours, the more God will do for you in Jesus' name. Because God established the source of oil feed in their home. And they begin to fill and fill and fill until there was no space. That was when the oil ceased. Lastly, the lesson that, another lesson here is, you need to celebrate what you receive. You need to celebrate what you receive. Verse 7. And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. Now, this is, she went back to testify to the glory of God. Whatever God has done for you, you need to testify. You need to share that, yes, God has really done this for me. She went back. In the scripture, in the New Testament, Jesus healed some people. They never returned back. Out of ten, only one. Celebrate what God has done for you. Share the testimony. She came back and told the man of God. The Bible never explained what she told the man of God. Then she came and told the man of God that what? That look, I've done what you asked me to do. I'm sure with joyful heart, with celebration, she will do that. And I'm sure she will explain even beyond what she has seen. Because sometimes when we, when we have victory, when you are sharing, a lot of us will share uh, testimony here. At times we don't go straight to the point. We go then, I open the door, the door open, then I peep, who is there? We are trying to polish the testimony. That is what we are doing. This woman went back and told the man of God, what? That, look, what you asked me to do, I've done it. I've never seen that in my life. Share your testimony. Celebrate your testimony. Celebrate what God has done. Immediately the widow came to tell the prophet, Elisha, the man of God. And, and the man of God said, first, she was to pay her debt. Let every of us, each and every one of us, remember what the Bible said in Matthew 5, 23 to 24. Matthew 5, 23 to 24. Therefore, if thou bring the, thy gift to the altar, and remember that thy brother has ought against thee, leave thy gift before the altar. Go thy way first, be reconciled to the brother, and then come and offer the gift. Now, you need to go and reconcile first. You need to go and pay your debt first as a Christian. And that's exactly what Elisha has told this woman. Go and settle your debt first. For some of us that you have taken something from someone, please, whenever you have it, return it first. Don't think that, okay, he has more. It's a lesson for us here. Elisha advised, go and settle first with the, with the creditors. Then you can use the rest. So how gladly this woman will be to have paid the debt 
that has hung over her dead husband. The husband had been the one that owned that debt. But she will be very, very happy, even though the Bible was not talking about it, but I think from the scripture itself, we can see that the Bible talks much about olive oil, 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 oil. That means it is a very vital thing that time. Even though the woman is saying nothing but oil. Again, whatever you have in your home, God is ready to make use of it for you in Jesus' name. So one of the good things about the goodness of God is that when God answers prayer, he can do more than what you are expecting. And that is the situation we see this woman. So, more than what you are expecting, he can do more than that. So, when the woman got enough oil to pay her debt, she also got enough for her and her sons to live on. The blessing that God is giving you today, the door that God is opening for you today, is also for your generation to generation. And I pray that that door of blessing that door of victory, that door of supernatural power shall never close in the mighty name of Jesus. So, defeating the all through this, the supernatural, this passage teaches us that we must be aware of our need. We must be aware. Don't wait till that time that uh, is at the last minute you begin to take step. This woman took step ahead before the creditors will come and take the children. This is a lesson for us. Identify your, 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 your area of need and take proper step. So God, the God we have used little things. He uses little things to do a great things in our life. And that is what we have seen in this story. God can use more ability to defeat every difficult all situation in your life. Can I hear amen to that? God can use little opportunity to defeat the odd in your life. God can use the little property you have to defeat that odd in your life. I'm happy we all say amen. You know why I'm smiling? It requires empty, empty vessel. If you don't empty those things in your life, if you never empty that sin, that those things that you are committing, that thing that is in your mind, your mind is telling you that, no, 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 no. If you don't empty this, there is no space. We are saying amen, amen, amen. We need to empty those space. Sin has occupied some spaces in our life. Correct? He will be displaying those, those blessings as they are coming. Because it will be pushing them aside. But when you allow the empty space... The blessing will just be coming. It will be coming. So, like I said, when we have said amen to that, empty yourself of... Uh, one minute, praise the Lord. So, God can use little property you have to defeat all the odd. Yes, we have said amen to that. But it requires empty vessel before the pouring of the blessing. That is verse 3 of that scripture now. Therefore... Drain and empty yourself. Of what? Empty yourself of pride. No, why should I go to Pastor Abraham? It's too harsh. I don't need to go there. I don't need to go and meet him. 
Oh, you see, Pastor Leslie, we ask many questions. He will drag me, he will dribble me, dribble me, dribble me. At the end of the day, I might be at fault. Or why should I go to Brother Emmanuel? He's too frank. He will say this, or Brother Joji, or Brother Kenneth, or Pastor Franklin, or maybe myself, I talk too much. Why should I go to him? You need to empty yourself of those pride. Brethren, the problem you identify today, the moment you identify those problems, believe me, that problem begins to solve. When the going gets tough, the tough keeps going. Amen? So, you need to empty yourself of bitterness. If you are not happy with me and I'm talking here, what I'm saying will be going from here and be pumping out from here. Brother Peter shared that you need to store. Storage will not happen. God will ask you. The message you, ask, you, you had from the altar, how did you make use of it? Amen? So empty yourself of bitterness so that you can have more space. Empty yourself of those anger so that you can do what? Have more space. Empty yourself of those sins so that you can ask more space. Keep believing. Believing on great things. Keep acting for great things. Keep expecting for great things. Keep preparing for great things in your life. And God will perfect it in the mighty name of Jesus. So do not allow the spring of that anointing stop. In this story, the spring stop. Why? Because there is no space. Keep making space for yourself. Keep making space for your life. And the more space you have, as said earlier, that source of anointing shall never dry up in the mighty name of Jesus. So, keep the anointing by worshipping. Keep a hungry heart for God. Keep the anointing by fellowship. That is, you have to keep a loving heart with brethren. Keep anointing for discipleship. Keep thirsty for the soul of the world. Keep the anointing for the evangelism. That is, keep reaching for empty soul for God. And once you empty yourself, God will perfect all that concerns you in the mighty name of Jesus. So finally, let us remember that when trouble comes, the things to do is to come to God. When trouble comes, what to do is to come to God. How you come to God? Either to the man of God or on your knees and pray and share your testimony. Psalm 50 verse 15. Psalm 50 verse 15 says, And I call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. God loves you. He always has plenty. He will always know the way out. All you need to do is to empty yourself and make room for more space. May God bless his word. Praise God. Shall we stand as we bring the service to a close?
And let's just think back over what we have heard over the last 45 minutes or so. Ask yourself this question, what challenges are you facing today? What weight is burdening you this day? And I will just read two verses from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verse 39, where Jesus, standing in front of the tomb of Lazarus, says this, take away the stone. And in verse 40, he says, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And that's the same thing we're asking you today. Would you believe that you can defeat all the odds in your life? Just believe that God can do it. Okay, God is saying, take away the stone. You don't have to be burdened. All he says is, believe that I can do it and it will be done. So church, let's just think about that. Open yourself to God. He listens and he will listen. Seek out what you already have. Be an empty vessel for God to fill. Dispense what God is filling you with. And there is so much. Do not, do not ever place any limits on what God can do and who God is. Allow God to use you as he sees fit. Not as you want to, but allow God to use you as he sees fit. Make room for God in your life, in every situation, and you will defeat the odds. And having defeated the odds, celebrate the victory. Celebrate the victory. Church, let's just pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. For indeed, you are a God who is so mindful of us, Lord Father. Father God, what you did for that lady with her two sons, Lord Father. How you restored her, Lord Father. How you built her up, Lord Father. Father, that's a lesson for us, Lord. And you are teaching us this day. And all you are asking us is ask. But ask with faith. Ask believing that you will receive. And indeed, you will receive. Father God, today we come to you, Lord Father, emptying ourselves of all unnecessary things, Lord Father. Of all the unnecessary jargon we use, Lord Father. Of all the cobwebs that have filled our lives, Lord Father. Empty us, Lord, of everything. Empty of our minds of preconceived notions, Lord Father. Of what we can do and what you can do, Lord. But Father God, just give us that faith. To believe you, to trust in you, to put our complete faith in you, Lord Father. That what you said you will do, indeed you will do for us, Lord Father. And Father God, as a church we say, thank you, Lord. Because we receive that which you give us, Lord. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant whom you used this day, Lord, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him and bless him, Lord, Father. Bless him and his family, Lord, Father. Every need of theirs, every desire of theirs, we surrender into your hands, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that even as you bless him, and even as you encourage him and teach him, Lord, Father, he will continue to bless us and teach us, Lord. Father, be with every one of us, Lord, Father, as we depart this place, Lord, Father. We pray, Lord, that we will remember all that you have taught us this day, Lord. We will not go out with burdens, Lord Father, but we will leave our burdens and go ready to do that which you have asked us to do. Father, we commit ourselves into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of all